Hello, friends. Your host, Billy Dean Shoemate III here, also host of the No Disclosure Podcast, shameless plug, yes. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Strange Places. This is a podcast where we look at the strange, the surreal, the creepy, the unexplained. And like with episodes past, we examine the thing that we're speaking of and we give you a common sense, just kind of my opinion at the end. The reason why this podcast exists, why I decided to do it, is not only because this stuff really twirls my beanie, but because, uh, you know, weirdness, <laughs> unexplained mysteries, kind of the chewy center of our intellectual chocolate, in my opinion. And I think in the realm of the supernatural, right, the paranormal, the weird, the odd, the unexplained, I think that common sense is something uh, sorely lacking, with the research these days, people want so much for the thing to be the thing, right? <laughs> for the thing to exist. But um, we want that so much, so we kind of overlook what's staring us right in the face. And we make excuses for ourselves and want these things to be true so bad that we overlook an obvious debunking, <laughs> right? Or we dis it goes on the flip side too. Or we disbelieve something so heartedly, there's no way this exists. So we ignore the evidence, the proof, staring us right in the face. Is there proof with this one? We shall see. Today, we're going to talk about the Chronovisor, a legendary time machine supposedly hidden in the Vatican. Yeah, you heard me right. If you've heard about this story, comment. Let me know. If you haven't, listen on. From the 1960s, until the 1990s, Father Pellegrino Ernetti claimed that he helped create a time machine called the Chronovisor. Whoever named that, you're awesome. Uh, that's probably the best name for a time machine ever, aside from DeLorean. Chronovisor. It's got a ring to it. <laughs> it would, you know, that's a good root words there, too, which he used to observe the crucifixion of Jesus Christ himself. He was a Benedictine monk, scientist, and an exorcist. Now, from the unsolved disappearance of uh, Emmanuel, uh, Emanuela Orlandi in 1983 to a covert collection of documents known as the Apostolic, uh, I can't say this, I can never say this right, Apostolic Archive, <laughs> which uh, these are a couple of things that we're going to tackle on the show, guaranteed at some point. The Vatican's history is full of secrets, and of all the Vatican's purported secrets, none may, may be more bizarre than the legend of the chronovisor. Now, the chronovisor is said to be a device that gives the user the ability to see through time. Through the existence of the chronovisor, it's never been proven. A 2002 book by the Vatican free, uh, priest, Father Francois Brunet, says otherwise. According to him, the chronovisor was developed by Father Pellegrino Arnetti, a Benedictine monk, as we've said before. Arnetti allegedly kept the device secret until the early 1960s when he confided in Brunei and told them that 12 scientists, including famed physicist Enrico Fermi and former Nazi scientist Werner von Braun, helped him build it. That's a hell of a name drop. <laughs> Made of cathode rays, antennae, and metals that received sound and light signals on all wavelengths, the chronovisor purportedly allowed the team of scientists to document the events of the past, including... The crucifixion of Christ. The machine, therefore, 
could validate the teachings of the Bible simply by proving a firsthand look into the past. And um, we'll, we'll get into its creation, then we'll, we'll tell you kind of how it worked. If you were to invent something like this, or just come up with a bullshit story, it's one of the most genius bullshit stories of all time. <laughs> if it is indeed bullshit, I mean, we're going to look at it like we do with every episode. Whether or not we want it so bad to exist or not exist, we just look at the thing, look at the facts, and use our common sense brains, and really dice apart what we can see, what we can taste, what we can feel, what we can touch. If there's any evidence, we take a look at one thing at a time, and we determine if this thing is more than likely true or bullshit. Without any preconceived, you know, anything. That's what we do on the show. We <laughs> confirm or debunk, right? But then again, I know the word opinion is a very taboo word these days. But that's what it is. <laughs> at the end of it, it's just my opinion. And I offer you to share yours with me at the end. So stick around. The uh, Okay, so back to it. <laughs> the de facto resource on the chronovisor is Brunet's 2002 book, Le Nouveau Mystère du Vatican. In it, and I probably completely butchered that, Brunet explains how he met Father Ernetti on a boat ride across Venice's Grand Canal in the early 1960s. Now, like Brunet, Ernetti was well-versed in the history of ancient languages, which made for natural conversation. But soon, Ernetti directed their chat toward science. Now, Brunet had been um, expounding on the many ways in which the Christian Bible could be interpreted when Ernetti suggested that he had access to the truth via a time-traveling or time-viewing device. Arnetti claimed that he and a group of renowned scientists came together in a mutual quest to discover the past. One scientist was Fermi, who won the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1938, and another was the ex-Nazi von Braun, whose work at NASA got America to the fucking moon, right? <laughs> According to Arnetti, the device had several antennae, three of which were made out of a mysterious metal that picked up sound and light waves across the entire respective spectrums. A direction finder. Now, this is the important part. Now we're getting into the science of how this thing worked, which is intriguing to me. A direction finder on the device was allegedly tuned into the specific area one wanted to view while a screen displayed it and a recording device captured the footage. The chronovisor, <clears throat> excuse me, was more of a window into the past than a time machine, really. Arnetti said it worked like a TV, catching echoes from days long gone that had been floating in space, and he claimed to have seen some uh, astonishing things. Now, while we talk about this, um, I'm Googling something, because this is going to help us on our quest. Okay. Uh, let's see. Can... All right, so <clears throat> how it works is this is uh, sounds travel through the vibration of atoms and molecules in a medium. Sound needs something to travel through, right? In space, there is no air. Sound has no way to travel anywhere. Now, vibration of atoms and molecules in a medium. Sound has to have something to move through, Right. But the way that the chronovisor worked, apparently, uh, this thing in no way could have had sound. And no one's making any, um, no one's in making any claims that you could hear what was going on in the, you know, video. <clears throat> Which um, I'll have to look deeply. Well, we'll get deeper into the chronovisor here. Maybe somebody did make that claim. I don't know. But uh, science says, and we know this, 
in order to hear sound, in order for sound to go anywhere, then it needs a medium to travel through. Can things still create sound in space? Yeah, you could bang on the outside of the ISS with a wrench, you know, but it's not going to go past that immediate area. <laughs> sound does not go anywhere in space. Now, how the chronovisor worked <clears throat> is that everything ever said, everything that has ever happened is floating around out there in space right now. The photons that lit the face of Christ as he looked up at the sun, I'm serious, you know, are bouncing around space right now. And it had something to do with radiation, that it could pinpoint where these sources of light radiation were in the cosmos. It could find out exactly where this was. Is there any science behind this? I'm looking it up right now. I'm doing my research. Last night, didn't find shit. So I was hoping I'd get a little bit lucky today. <laughs> um, I want to look up something in particular. Because this is interesting to me. Okay, yeah, this is what I'm... This is Okay, this is what I'm thinking of. <clears throat> Already I'm having problems with how the chronovisor worked. Because we got to look at photons, right? I'm not going to get all sciency on you on this thing, but we're going to have to look at things. Normally, I would save the uh, analyzation for the end of the podcast, but Chronovisor has to be tackled in kind of a different way because there's a lot of scientific claims here. So when you look at anything, anything, <laughs> your hand in front of your face, the moon up in the sky, it all depends on photons. Light coming off of something. That's how we perceive colors. That's how we perceive vision, period, is light. And, you know, you don't, it doesn't take a scientist to <laughs> prove that to you. Light is what creates our vision. Light is what creates colors. That is how we fucking see. So I was just looking up the behavior of protons while we were talking. I thought I knew the answer to this, but I wanted to give you more of a solid thing than me saying, well, you know, uh... When photons meet an atom, they can scatter and excite it to a higher level. Thus, the photon is absorbed into the object that it hits and dies. So, photons, they don't lose energy unless it collides with an actual particle. Photons can carry energy, but they don't lose energy just because they travel. Right. The key to understanding the dilemma of a red-shifted photon is that not all observers will measure the same energy of the photon. Now, okay, we're getting into quantum physics here, and that's way beyond my pay grade. <clears throat> but what we know for sure is that let's take something uh, even eight light minutes away, right? Our own sun. Photons are being ejected from that thing every five seconds. You know, <laughs> not even that, a millisecond, okay? Billions, billions, uncountable level photons going all throughout the, the, the cosmos. Some of them will miss everything on the way there, never hit an object, and just fly off forever. Some of them will come here through the atmosphere on Earth, and they will keep traveling till they hit something, which creates a, that's how we see, right? That's how we see. <clears throat> a lot of them will land on your own retina. A lot of them will land on objects. A girl sunning herself at the beach. A lot of photons out there on the uh, incredible journey from the sun to Earth will land on the woman's bare butt, right? A dog is yawning in your front yard. Photons are going to land right up its nostril. 
That kind of sucks with a photon. I'd rather land on the girl's butt. But, you know, that's how photons work. So what the chronovisor says is that these photons somehow survived, that there's some kind of uh, thing <laughs> that has <clears throat> a radiation source or something. It's really hard to explain that has survived the test of time, bounced back up into space, kind of like a sound wave. But think of this in terms of the visual. Bounced back up to space and it's floating around out there forever. The chronovisor can pinpoint that. Sorry, but the visual really doesn't work that way. <clears throat> Photons, period. They don't work that way. So I don't know how you're getting a visual here. So uh, with that said, <laughs> and uh, they've even tried to explain this. They said that it has something to do with uh, the quantum level, string theory. They just throw out these terms that, of things that we don't even know what the hell they are yet. Could they be correct? Yeah, well, what if they understand you know, something about quantum physics or even photons, string theory that we don't know? What they're saying is that the sound that exits your mouth, the sound that when the caveman banged the first two rocks together, that sound is reverberating throughout the cosmos. But the visual works that way, too. The photons don't just die when they hit something. There's something else that gets released into the cosmos, and the chronovisor can zero in on that. <clears throat> Is that scientifically plausible? From what we know now, absolutely not. But we're wrong all the time, aren't we? So we got to label that one, well, can't really do anything with that. <laughs> That's how they say the chronovisor works. So the device supposedly revealed the Bible's most important moments them being the Vatican, granted, <laughs> that's all they wanted to zero in on. Ernetti recounted how he, and that's probably all of us would zero in on too. I mean, that's the thing that we would look up. Ernetti recounted how he witnessed Marcus Tullius Cicero's speech to the Roman Senate in 63 BC. Okay, speech. This is what started bugging me here. But he said this, his gestures, his intonation, how powerful they were. What flights of oratory? Sound don't work that way, buddy. I don't know how the chronovisor is zeroing in on these things. It just completely breaks what we know. <laughs> Does the sound exist? Does it float away in space forever? It needs something to travel through, boy. You know? It just, there's, there's nothing to look for out there. Now, our uh, radio broadcasts and stuff like that, they travel out forever. So does is there a portion of that sound? Does it float off into space forever? I'm not a fucking scientist. Go ask one. <laughs> All I'm telling you is that it's a little far-fetched. Just that. That he was able to not only see and hear shit, but, you know, we're talking about strange technology. So let's give it a benefit of a doubt, huh? Arnetti made additional increasingly bolder claims, such as having observed the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. From the founding of the Roman Empire to the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, Arnetti alleged that he and his team had taken a peek into some of the most important events in the Bible as well as human history. Now, on May 2nd, 1972, an Italian publication called La Dominicia del Corriere, I know I butchered that, published his claim, titled, A Man That Photographs the Past Has Finally Been Invented. A machine that photographs the past has been invented. Sorry about that. The article covered Ernetti's shocking statements for all of Italy to read. Alongside the admittedly dubious claims, the magazine published an alleged photograph from the chronovisor 
that Ernetti claimed captured the Romans crucifying Jesus Christ. 1972 article also purported that Ernetti had witnessed the Last Supper and kept a photograph of the event for himself as a souvenir. So something that heavy, instead of releasing it to the entire world, you keep it in your photo album next to pictures of your dog and great-grandma. That's interesting. (laughs) Now, Ernetti um, maintained until his death in 1994 that the machine had been hidden away by the Vatican in order to safeguard it from falling into the wrong hands. Makes sense. Increasingly, the Vatican decreed in 1988 that anyone using an instrument of such characteristics would be excommunicated from the church. That's interesting. They could have said anything. That's This is another thing that's kind of weird. They could have said, well, Carnivisor, what are you talking about? This is madness. Huh? But instead, they use these very strange, interesting words. Anyone using an instrument of such characteristics would be excommunicated. But the way I think, no such thing as bad press necessarily, right? If someone thinks that you have secret, crazy, time-breaking things in your archives, are you really going to go out and say, no, that's complete bullshit? Because, uh, I I mean, it's just just marketing, in my opinion. People are talking about your your institution. There's an urban legend or even historical legend attached to you. Would you want to stop that? (laughs) It's kind of free marketing in a way. I think it should be about Christ and not the church. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Shortly before he died, Ernetti wrote an open letter adamantly reiterating that the device was real. He claimed that Pope Pius uh, the 12th, I believe, uh, let me look that up. Yeah, Pius the 12th forbade us to disclose any details about this device because the machine is very dangerous. It can restrain the freedom of man. It remains another complete mystery. The, well, let me put it this way. As tantalizing as the the chronovisor may sound, many of Ernetti's claims about it have uh, since been scrutinized. Skeptics have maintained, because we got to look at both sides of this, that his purported photograph of Christ was merely a cheap reproduction of a statue housed in an Umbrian church. Another magazine argued that the photo was merely a reversed image of Jesus from a postcard made in the Italian town of, uh, not even going to try to pronounce that. I have listeners in Italy. I don't want to offend you guys by butchering every single fucking thing you name. <laughs> in 1996, uh, para, Paracelsus, yeah, we'll say it that, magazine, <laughs> I suck, I'm professional kids, issued further critiques of Ernetti's claims. The piece questioned why Ernetti hadn't published detailed instructions on how to build the device in order to legitimize his claims. Come on. That's not the only way to legitimize a claim like that. You just want him to post a blueprint so you could go, you know, watch, you know, like, <laughs> Mark Anthony get it on with Cleopatra or something. Furthermore, the article revealed how the chronovisor's design bore a stark resemblance to a similar device in a 1947 sci-fi novella. We're not going to dive even further into that. <laughs> uh, Brunet died a believer in the chronovisor, all the way up until his passing in 2019. Now, we're not going to go into the similarities between this and something in a sci-fi novel. We know that science fiction eventually gets everything right. <laughs> so we're not going to look at that. Some say that Father Pellegrino Ornetti confessed to having fabricated the whole story before his death on April 8th, 1994, 
but that remains hotly contested as there is no evidence of this supposed confession. With Von Braun, Fermi, Ernetti, and Brunet now dead, only the intriguing mystery remains. In a sense, the chronovisor has stood the test of time as a Vatican mystery for the ages. So we're going to look up something that will help us in our study here. Now, uh, let's see. Okay, the 1947 science fiction novella. I wanted to look that up because we can't just completely dismiss it and be like, oh, science fiction. Well, we got to look at everything. I don't want to leave any stone unturned here. Uh, legend capabilities are strongly reminiscent to the fictional time viewer. Okay, here it is. T.L. Shared's 1947 science fiction novella, E for Effort. So we're going to look at the time machine described in this book here. And as I thought, <laughs> nothing specific. It's just known as a time viewer. We can't use that. You can't steal the design of something that the design wasn't published for it. <laughs> now, if he broke down exactly how this thing worked, maybe I would raise an eyebrow. Not the right one, the left one, the oh shit eyebrow. Arnetti lacked hard evidence, okay? He said that he observed Christ's crucifixion and photographed it, okay? This is important. He said that he had witnessed, among other things, a performance in Rome, 169 BC of the lost tragedy, Thyestes, Thyestes, by the father, you know, Latin poetry. Uh, Quintus Ennius, you, you know you know who that is. If you went to school and remember shit, you know who that is. <laughs> Dr. Catherine Eldred of Princeton is the author of an English rendition of the text, which is included as an appendix to the U.S. printing of Peter Crossy's book on the chronovisor. Let me say that again. Let's let this sink in here. A Princeton University professor is the author of an English rendition of the text, which is included as an appendix to the U.S. printing of what he uh, of what the chronovisor allegedly heard of the missing piece. That's intriguing. So there was a missing um, part of this lost kind of legendary tragedy, and uh, you know, by the father of Latin poetry, arguably the father of poetry. <laughs> And um, based on the filler-in parts that the chronovisor allegedly saw, there is an official printing out there by a professor at Princeton that fills in the gaps based on what the chronovisor saw. That's fucking intriguing. Now, Eldred believes that Ernetti actually wrote the supposedly ancient play himself. As provided by an anonymous relative of Father Ernetti, there was a deathbed confession included in the U.S. edition of the play that Ernetti had written the text of the play himself and that the photo of Christ was a lie. According to the same source, however, he also affirmed that the machine was genuinely functional, though. That bugs me. Brunet does not believe Ernetti's confession and is convinced that the authorities had co-seared him into making a false confession. Has that happened before? Yeah. <laughs> Even with things that aren't this big. Have people been concerned into making false confessions or they beat the living shit out of them in the, in the uh, you know, interrogation room <laughs> or threaten them enough that this person's like, OK, I had enough. I'm gonna, I'll confess to anything. We've seen that played out in history and you can draw your own conclusions there. I do not need to give you any evidence of that. <laughs> history is full of it. Is it possible? Well, yes. Would the U.S. government be interested in something like this? Well, it's potentially history-changing 
it can reveal anything, supposedly, if it's real, and it's extremely powerful in the wrong hands. Why wouldn't the United States government be all over this? <laughs> right? The alleged existence of the chronovisor has fueled a whole series of conspiracy theories and that the device was seized and is actually used by the Vatican, by those who secretly control governments and their economies all around the world. So that was the chronovisor. Now let's look at some photographic evidence. This is all over the internet. It's all over the place. If you Google chronovisor images, you can see the photos that were in, that this man released as his evidence of the chronovisor's existence. I want you to keep in mind that these photos were released while he was still saying publicly, yes, these are real, chronovisor's real. And then when people start pointing out some really strange things about these photos, some, you know, really odd kind of things in the photos, hey, this looks a little similar to something else, then that's when he says, okay, listen, these photos were faked, but it's totally real. <laughs> that's basically what he said. He didn't offer any explanation, and this is written down. This is documented. He said, yeah, the photos were faked, but I got it. I had to have some evidence. I had to release something, um, but I don't want, the, especially the American government, to have too much here. I don't want them down my back, so I just released these photos. It's totally real. You know, it, it, is real, though. Come on. <laughs> I'm not buying that at all. These photos are very, very strange. And not in the, well, I wonder if this is real way. It's very strange as in, these don't look legit at all. There's one in particular where it appears that Jesus is walking with a much older man and a woman. I would have said this guy was probably John the Baptist, but uh, it may be one of his disciples. That may be either Mary herself or Magdalene, but... The thing that's odd is that there's a guy, who is that? <laughs> okay, I'll, all right. There's a guy in the back there that has kind of a walking stick on him. Kind of looks like he's wearing just a modern fleece jacket, short hair. But I think that's fucking with your vision because I'm looking at a higher contrast version of it. And uh, he, it appears that he's wearing the same robes of the time. He doesn't have a modern haircut. Hair's just kind of wafting in the wind. So uh, this photo of Jesus talking to whoever with a woman and another guy kind of slightly cut off in the background. To me, it seriously looks like someone took a picture of a picture that's in a book or took a picture of a painting. I haven't seen this painting anywhere. I haven't seen this photo anywhere. We're going to keep looking here as we're talking and see if we could possibly find the reference photo or the original photo. Uh, okay, now the famous, the, the most famous photo taken with the chronovisor was the photo of Christ's crucifixion. It's a photograph of a man whose eyes are kind of looking up uh, into heaven, a man whose face is in, you know, quite a bit of uh, distress. He looks Middle Eastern. He's looking up into the sky. Very interesting photo. And this was apparently, you know, taken with the Chronovisor. Now, a lot of people said that this is actually a statue of some kind that exists somewhere, a statue in a church. I'm not seeing the comparison photos. Oh, here it is. Um, okay, what is this here? I think I found the original image. 
or the image that this, you know, the thing that this may have been lifted from. <clears throat> okay, so there's the original. All right, it is a wooden statue. Where is this church at? Well, it doesn't really matter anyway. This is a, you know, it's identical. It is identical. Hmm. All right, let's look back at my notes here. That image of Christ, uh, an Umbrian church, that this was taken from, you know, one of those wooden kind of depictions of Christ on the cross. It's identical. It's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's similar. I'm not saying, you know, this is a photograph of that statue, period. <laughs> period. It is a photograph of that statue in that church. That photo is bullshit. Now, since that photo is bullshit, I'm telling you, it's the same thing. Look it up. I want you to look up the chronovisor image of Jesus being crucified. And then I want you to look up Umbrian Church. You know, just look it up. Umbrian Church uh, Christ statue or you know whatever. You'll, you'll find it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> so knowing that that photo is complete and utter bullshit... We have to reasonably say, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that these other photos, who look a little too good to be true, are, in fact, bullshit. Now, I heard, where is it, that he had taken some photos of, ah, here we go. <clears throat> All right, I see it. That he had taken some photos of dinosaurs. And one in particular, a uh, pterodactyl or pteranodon diving for fish. That was an interesting picture because this one was allegedly taken with the chronovisor as well. This one, I'm like, oh boy, this is going to be hard to fake <laughs> because this is obviously not a drawing. It's not a painting. I'm like, There's, this looks really compelling here. This one almost had me, but uh, apparently it is a painting. It was taken out of what looks to be a photo that was inside an encyclopedia. That's two photos. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. This is actually, oh, this was Billy Meyer. But Billy Meyer, which we'll talk about in another um, another episode of Strange Places, another kind of time travel case, which is a really weird one. Weirder than the chronovisor. He even made references that the chronovisor had taken some of these images. No, no. <laughs> this is an image that was taken out of a... Uh, kind of an encyclopedia sort of book at the uh, yeah, at the time. It's identical. It's a picture of a picture. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is really weird. I mean, there are some people that are straight up. This chronovisor thing is real. This thing really exists. The Vatican has it. My question is, where's the proof, man? Where's the proof? You can't take a lost uh, play from ancient Rome and finish it in your own handwriting and say, yep, see, here it is. I need something more solid than that, man. You can't take pictures of pictures that we just debunked two of them. Uh, there's more. You can't take pictures of things where, you know, there were pictures and pictures out of books and pictures of statues and say, yeah, this is it right here. Uh, yeah, there's nothing. You didn't offer anything in, in the science on top of that. It, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> we may find out find out that we're completely wrong about photons and the way sound travels. Do planets make sounds? Yeah, but it takes special equipment to even be able to hear those. There are th still things in space that produce sound, but that sound doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> the second it leaves our atmosphere, 
it kind of just fucking stays there. It doesn't go anywhere. Does it decay? Does it float around in space right above our atmosphere? I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist. But the chronovisor is apparently able to zero in on these things. And the visual, it just it doesn't work that way. Unless they knew something that we don't. Unless the Vatican was aware of something that we do not. You know, if there was maybe something at the Library of Alexandria that wasn't burned, <laughs> that they had a copy of, holy cow, this can change the world. You know, we can find out, we found out what, what really causes, you know, the human visual and how sound travels, and they didn't tell anybody. That's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> but does the Vatican uh, have secret shit in their, ar- in their vaults and their archives? Obviously, yes, they do. And uh, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to believe that. It takes major... <laughs> major amounts of paperwork and approval to even walk into those archives. You have to fill out a form. You have to state exactly what you want to view. You have to know what's even in there in the first place. You need to know it's low. I'm not shitting you. If you want to look up something in the Vatican archives, first of all, you need to know that it is in there. You need to know its location. Yes, you have to provide its location within the archive itself. To be able to study it. And on top of that, it needs to be reviewed by the church. So your chances of getting in there and finding out what the hell's in that archive is next to impossible. And a lot of people, uh, very reputable sources here, have claimed that you're only allowed in that one spot, you're only allowed a certain amount of time, you're under guard the entire time, that uh, they start slowly sucking the oxygen from the room (laughs) when your time is up. This shit is legit. And This is not a small place. This isn't Mama's basement somewhere. The Vatican Archives, they have shit in here. Stuff that goes back, God knows what's in there. Is the chronovisor one of them? I don't think so. (laughs) Is there things possibly weirder than the chronovisor? I don't know. History is pretty weird. Human beings are pretty weird. And uh, the, the paranormal is a thing. The supernatural is a thing. Christ is a thing. There might be something in there way more explosive than the fucking chronovisor. I do think the Catholic Church's response to the coronavirus was a little cryptic and a little weird. But like I said, I think it's just smart marketing. The Catholic Church is, uh, you know, <laughs> anything but stupid. <laughs> they know marketing when they see it. If people are talking about their archives, if they're constantly in the news, there you go. People are still talking about the Catholic Church. Yeah, let them say what they want. <laughs> and then we'll give some cryptic bullshit answers so people always wonder, right? Chronovisor, uh, there's not enough there, man. There's not enough there to prove to me. Like, uh, what are the ones that we pretty much at this point said, yeah, there's something going on here. Uh, We said that about Roswell so far, the Bob Lazar thing. These are things that I think are, there's legit something happening here. Chronovisor, not buying it. The science doesn't match up. The evidence is bullshit. And the name drops are just way too out of this world. (laughs) There's just, nothing is lining up with the Chronovisor at all. Uh, it's an interesting story. It's an interesting thing to talk about. And uh, it's pretty cool. You know, and it dives into the whole uh, Vatican archive thing. Are they really hiding something down there? Is there something mysterious going down? You know, that kind of stuff. I think the chronovisor, as much as I would love for it to be real, I think it is entirely debunked. We'll slap a BS sticker on this one. So, cool story or not, I'm not fucking buying it in the slightest. So what is your thoughts on the chronovisor? Did I miss something? Did I miss one crucial piece of evidence 
that would have flipped this whole thing on its head, let me know. Go to Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com. And you'll see the Strange Places button up there at the top. Leave me a message. Let me know. Contact me. Let me know what you think of the Chronovisor. Do you agree with what I said? Hmm? Throw your hat in the ring. Let's get a discussion going about this thing. And if I missed anything, if you think that I overlooked one crucial detail that could flip this, we'll make a part two on it, man. I'm not going to leave anything, you know, unexplored here. So that was my take on the Chronovisor. And if, uh, yeah, all the social media links are there, as well as the link to get to our Patreon account. So check it out. Early access to shows, your own podcast just for the patrons. Who does that? Cool stuff. Shout out to the patrons, by the way. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Michelle, Donald, David, Kristen, you guys really keep this thing going, and I am eternally grateful. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Places. And remember, I don't think we're ever going to run out of Strange Places to talk about. We have content until the end of time. <laughs> which means this podcast ain't going anywhere because every town has a strange place and maybe one day we'll visit yours. Have a good day, friends. That sounded a little weird. That was a little cringy, wasn't it? Have a good day, friends. We'll just say, that's got kind of sounded like, it didn't, it sounded like I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> we'll just say, bye-bye, friends. See, I can't even say that. My voice cracked. Uh, Be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Maybe we should just stop with the, and maybe one day we'll visit yours. There you go. <laughs> That's a better ending, I think. Chronovisor, bullshit. <laughs>